Hello, Metrolina. Welcome back to the WMC podcast. Today, we are interviewing Mr. Risley. I am your host, Annie Miller, here with my co-host, Bryson Wilson. And let's get started. First off, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, Mr. Risley. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. It took us a minute to like try to get you on because we kept going debating back and forth like we literally had a fight between our class <laughs> it was a full-blown fight it was between me and jake and then i think honestly baylor was a peacekeeper he was like whoa, whoa, whoa. we had him written down first and so uh, it was it's an honor to be here with you because it well, was a fight no it's an honor for me to be here with you definitely okay so let's get started so first off we'll start with a little icebreaker okay. and honestly it's a question so we know that you have some type of Tele- telepathy thing, something there, like that. There is no telepathy. No. There is something there. There is <laughs> something there. He can read minds, guys. No, have, no, You no. haven't had him. Oh, my goodness. Very so, simply put, very simply put, I I have a very strong ability to, to read what we would call micro-expressions. And so when, uh, you know, the some people, well, they'll raise their eyebrow, for instance, if they are... Uh, thinking about something extra hard or they may you know they may do some little type of body motion that uh, that indicates that they are feeling in a certain way that it's that's basically all there is and and it just so happens that my it's mostly my subconscious I guess that picks up on it and and sort of feels what's what's going on Um, I am very empathic that's not that does not it's not some kind of uh, witchcraft or, or some kind of, you know, Harry Potterish thing, but rather <laughs> it just means that I sense feelings and I sense emotions um, more so than most people do. And so that's that's all there is to it. It's not that I'm empathic or not that I'm telepathic in any way. No, yeah. oh, he's really good at reading emotions. Like, have you had him? No, I have not had him, no. Oh, no. my goodness. Da- Baylor, did you have him? Ba- Baylor shaking his head. <laughs> he's not on a mic, but he's in the background. So it's it's amazing. Because, like, one of my classmates, I won't tell her who she is. Obviously, it's just she. But, like, she was just having a rough day. And, like, even Risley just, like, you looked at her. And, like, you raised her eyebrow. And she was just, like, Annie, he knew. Yeah. He knew everything. Yeah. And I was, like, it's amazing. Well, it, no, it just, it also comes with experience, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. It comes over time. No, last year my uh, girlfriend had you as a teacher. And she was talking to another teacher that was around the corner at the moment, and she said that I think you heard her talking oh, to him. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. Yeah, for, for some reason, certain there are certain, I don't know, frequencies, I guess, that I hear better than others, and so it, it has manifested in, a, I guess, better hearing or something like that. And so sometimes, yes, I hear, I can hear conversations that are around the corner or, you know, when uh, Mrs. Aceta, who's across the hall from me, she'll, she'll say something to me mm-hmm. and... She'll, she knows I can hear it, you know, <laughs> and so it's kind of funny. Okay, so let's get into it. So initially last, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we sent you a list of topics and a list sure, of questions. Sure. And honestly, after this past weekend, I wanted to go completely <laughs> different. And so it is currently October 10th, and so yeah. on. it was October 8th, correct? Correct. So on October 8th at 6.30 a.m., a world wide event that has affected what seemingly is thousands is going to affect millions in the next couple of days so i have a little summary that i'm just going to read off the internet 
that will just give every a listener, if they don't know what happened on October 8th at 6.30 a.m., just a little bit of background. So thousands of rocket, rockets rained on Israel from multiple directions, and Hamas gunmen invaded by land, sea, and sky. Now hundreds of people have been murdered and kidnapped, and they were using what we might describe as ISIS-like method, targeting young women and young children, launching massive indiscriminate rockets, rocket fires towards civilian population centers, as well as terrorists infiltrated of cities and settlements close to the Gaza border. They went door-to-door, taking elderly hostages in this attack. This attack without precedent caused Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, thank you, to say, we are at war. And so, it r- I thought it was a very small summary from a very large summary. Israel got attacked. Right. On a holy day, which right. is Saturday the Sabbath. And so, my question to you is, are the end times coming? <laughs> well, that's a great question. And the answer, the short answer is yes, they're always coming. It's mm-hmm. just uh, the true question is, how close are they to being here? And I think uh, I could best describe it this way. Uh, let me go into a little bit of background as far as um, what Daniel says about the time of the end and so forth. Uh, Daniel tells us in chapter 9 of his book that there will come a time in which there'll be, as he calls it, a ruler who will come. And that ruler who will come, we can contextually uh, determine, is, is going to be what we would call the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And that ruler who will come will, it says, he will make a covenant with many for uh, what translates to a seven-year period. When, again, when we look contextually, we can understand that there's a seven-year period. There's a covenant that's made with many, as the Bible describes it. Well, uh, we also see that the angel is talking to Daniel, and he describes this prophecy as being for Daniel and for his people, Mm -hmm. obviously his people being Israel. So part of that many would be Israel. And then who else? Well, that's the question. Now, I think it's safe to say that whenever a covenant is reached, it's because there was conflict prior to that covenant. Mm -hmm. So that's the big question. Is Is this the... Tipping point is this the war that will, uh, will will at some point lead to someone coming on the scene and being the negotiator, as it were, or will it be more along the lines more along the lines of someone who, uh, as John describes in Revelation, he describes a, a rider on a white horse who is bent on conquest. So. Mm-hmm. You could look at it several different ways. Is this going to be what is the effect of, of I should say, what will uh, soon cause that um, that person to come to the forefront? We don't know. We don't know because, uh, obviously, there are several things that, that go into that. Um, but when you look at some of the other things that are going on, such as the amount of of delusion and deception that takes place on a daily basis and how rampant those things are. That is very much something that is described, especially in the New Testament. Jesus talks about don't be deceived in Matthew 24. Paul in uh, 2 Thessalonians 2 describes a time in which there will be great delusion, so much so that uh, people will be misled into believing that this person that comes on the scene, this person we would call Antichrist, is truly 
the Messiah, mm-hmm. and they will follow him uh, with with no regard. So, I don't know if that answers your question, mm-hmm. but it's it's probably the best that we can do at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting that you said something about deception because even today in Mr. Burnett's class, we were talking about Antichrist and like something as simple like it could be even nowadays it'd be like someone like Taylor Swift, mm. someone who has such an influence over our generation who has an output to social media to television and she she's even outreaching to people like rednecks like sports fans mm-hmm. and like she just has so many followers like the followers that are blindly following her and that it's amazing that it could be like anybody like her or it could be even our president someday mm. and so it's terrifying to think about but going back to end times and I was looking at Ezekiel 37 and 38, and do you know what I'm talking about when I say I do. Magog? Gog and Magog, yes. Do you all know what I'm talking about? Uh, could you explain that for the viewers? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, a large force from the north is going to be, uh, excuse me, a large force from the north is attacking her, and by her I mean Israel, right. which is identified as Magog. No one knows for sure who this is, and it's not a specific person, it's going to be more of a country or a land. But present-day teachers think that Magog is Russia. And they're going to be going through Persia, which is now Iran, which is interesting considering the conflict this past weekend. That's why it's raising so many flags. And so as they go through Persia, which is now Iran, they're going to be picking up followers and they're going to gain in so many numbers. And I only touched on Magog. I didn't really go into Gog as much. But it's so interesting why this past weekend was terrifying because... Russia's already in a conflict. Yeah, I now I will tell you that I am of a different opinion as mm-hmm. to who who Gog and Magog are. Uh, I, I believe that the peoples that they're talking about maybe fall more in line with, say, the area of Turkey. Really, but um, I have plenty of plenty of colleagues who who believe that that Russia is the is the key there. Um, I I also have a a different view on where Antichrist will come from, and and maybe that helps a little bit also. Uh, first of all, it will be a he. It describes him. The Bible describes him consistently as he, mm-hmm. the man of lawlessness, the son of destruction, and so forth. Um, but we also see some things that lead us to believe that he will probably come from uh, the Middle East somehow. Um, now. One of the big—I'll try to do this quick, sorry. One of the big uh, scriptures that people point to as to his identity is uh, in Daniel, Daniel 9, where I talked about that, the the ruler who will come. Mm -hmm. And Daniel describes, it says, the people of the ruler who will come will destroy the holy city and the sanctuary. Uh, In 70 A.D., Rome was— in charge, and they were ultimately responsible for the destruction of the temple and Jerusalem. However, uh, it does not necessarily mean, in my estimation, that Rome will be where the Antichrist comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, the people that were actually working for Rome during that time were more along the lines of, of what we call Arabic nations, Syria, and places like that. Um, where you have these people that come in and they were ultimately responsible. They were the ones actually that set fire to the temple and began to, to sack and pillage Jerusalem in such a way that um, 
that Titus, who was the emperor at the time, he came on the scene finally, and he was like, what are you doing? What? Uh, no one called for this. And so sort of on their own, by the way, we get this through Josephus, who's a first century historian. Anyway, uh, so ultimately the responsibility are, is on these, these Arabic peoples like Syrians and so forth. Uh, in other parts of the Bible, the Bible even describes this person that's going to come along as the Assyrian, which is fascinating. Uh, so as far as where he comes from, in my estimation, I believe it's going to be in that in that sort of region, the, the Middle Eastern region. Um, but uh, getting back to Gog and Magog, uh, again, you have, yes, you have this these peoples from the north uh, who also work in tandem with the peoples of Persia, who would be now modern-day Iran. That could be Turkey or Russia either way. Um, again, I... I I estimate that will probably be more along the lines of Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it is interesting to see, especially when you consider 20 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, we had Bible, Bible commentators who were reading this passage and they said, all right, right now there is no Persia. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now there is, and the, and the peoples of the north right now are for the most part, peace-loving peoples. We don't know how this is going to happen. All we know is that we believe it will happen because the Bible says. And mm-hmm. sure enough, here we are at the point where there's so much conflict there. There are a whole lot of possibilities. When you think that conflict does happen, because all of these truths, like the biblical truths, we see as objective. While everyone from the secular world sees that as subjective, that this truth is only to Bryson or it's only to Ella or it's only to you. How do you think that the secular world will react to these conflicts? What do you think that they will say that this is? I'll say this. As they've had for, for so long, uh, you know, where is the promise of his coming? Uh, hasn't, hasn't this been happening all throughout the, the history of, of Israel and the Middle East? Certainly it has. But there's going to come a point, there will come a point that... God's supernatural power will not not be able to be explained away, especially when you see the events that happen during what we would call the tribulation. During that time, there will be no, no question about, A, the existence of God, or B, his power. And so because of that, yes, there will come a time in which, in which uh, that will not be a possibility for them to deny it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy to think about like this weekend i wish i knew exactly what they were saying in all the videos as they were taking all of the elderly hostages yeah. and they were saying i wish i knew exactly what they're saying but it was terrifying to watch all those videos and the difference is what we see in hamas and the other terrorist organizations uh, that's different than anything that that israel frankly has been doing is Israel perfect? Uh, surely not. Obviously not. Mm-hmm. However, uh, Israel is not in the not in the game of taking uh, women and children, uh, grandmothers, uh, killing them and parading their bodies around. And that's what has indeed happened with there were there were a couple of of um, twin girls who who Hamas captured, killed, and then began to parade their bodies. Uh, 
around so that that many people could see could see these two these two dead girls and that's that is completely counter to what we see mm-hmm. in normal military tactics mm-hmm. uh, and it's what sets them apart is being just frankly evil I've seen and heard so many people say that there's deciding to stay lukewarm, deciding to stay in the gray area of this conversation and topic because their argument is that both sides have done wrong. And as a Christian, how do you believe we should approach this topic? I go back to what the Bible says. Again, if we want to look at the end times, for instance, God is not in any way, shape, or form done with Israel yet. As a matter of fact, he has a lot more in store for them in a positive way. Even when you look at uh, the, the tribulation, you see there are times in which great, great uh, horrific events happen in Jerusalem proper. And what it does is it drives the people back to God. And in this case, back to Jesus. Uh, so I think that um, God will use this, God will use these kind of things to drive his people to him. It's amazing because I rem- I was reading over back to the comparison to the Holocaust and the comparison to mm. now. The Holocaust, there was, I, was it three million? Six million. Six million. It, it was crazy how many Jews were yep. killed. Yep. And I was just like, I was reflecting on that and reflecting to this. And I was just like, I personally don't believe and I pray that not another event like that would happen because even in Australia and in New York right now, there are videos of mm-hmm. civilians saying, gas the Jews, gas the right. Jews. And there was an interview that I watched of a pure American in, in New York City. Like, she was American, no right. accident or anything. And she was asked, what do you think about the situation? And she was like, that land is not theirs. They need to be killed. As we, as we approach, and again, that's one, one of the signs, I guess you could call it, as we approach the end, uh, the amount of anti-Semitism will increase and increase and increase. And in fact, we see in chapter 12 of Revelation that there's a point at which Satan is cast down in, in such a way as that he no longer has access to the throne room in the sense of that uh, Satan is often called the accuser because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He accuses God's people. And so there's going to come time that he's going to get shut off from that. He won't be able to do that anymore. If you've ever read Revelation 12, it's the passage in which Michael and his angel buddies take on Satan and his angel buddies, and Satan is cast down, it says. But the the uh, consequence of that is that Satan then turns his attention to God's people on the earth. And at first, he turns, turns his attention to what we would know as Israel. Uh, it's in the form of, uh, John describes it as a woman, uh, clothed the sun and having 12 stars around her head. It's, a, it's, a, it's an allusion to Israel. And he turns his attention to them first. When he, can't, when he can't do what he wants with them, then he turns his attention to Christians mm-hmm. uh, that, are, that are there on the earth during this time. So one of my classmates actually asked an interesting question early, and I wanted to get your input on it. So they asked, like, the prophet, uh, excuse me, um, not the prophet, but um, do you think that more and more people are getting possessed, like, nowadays? 
like people like someone asked earlier like whoever muhammad excuse me now oh, remember, okay muhammad right. got approached by an angel and they were like what if they thought it was the devil well it's interesting because Muhammad himself wasn't even sure. Mm -hmm. uh, when you read some of his writings, he wasn't uh, entirely certain that it was an angel. And in fact, at times, he wonders if it was a demon mm -hmm. that approached him, which would explain a lot. Uh, Islam has been more respected. And to any uh, Muslim friends that are listening, uh, uh, we, uh, we love you and we, uh, we earnestly desire for your, your salvation and hopefully you desire for our salvation. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I believe that the creation of Islam was one of the greatest deceptions of all time uh, from mm -hmm. Satan. And I believe that, uh, in fact, truly, Islam may be one of the tools that Satan uses during, uh, during the tribulation, during the end times, to accomplish what he, what he sets out to accomplish. Now, all of this is in mindset of that God has the whole thing under control and that God ultimately... Uh, knows what will happen and not only that but can uh can can solve the problem of islam um but nonetheless i to answer your question your original question i do believe that in some some cases in many ways people can be possessed from the uh, speaking of when someone shuts themselves off completely from that which is holy when someone shuts themselves off completely from the things of god and becomes so hostile to those things that it opens the door for something else. Uh, Jesus describes it as a house that's been cleaned, but yet if there's nothing in it, if there's no one living in the house, then, then someone's going to come along and live in it. And mm -hmm. he describes uh, even people that have been healed of possession, if you will. He says, you better fill it with something else, otherwise seven more demons are going to come along, worse mm -hmm. than the first, and they're going to uh, they're going to trash the place even worse than it was before. So, yeah, I believe that when you don't have a spirit of God within you, it leaves the door open for something else. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see this especially, I will say this, we see this maybe manifest a little bit more in, in third world countries, um, places where Satan's strategy is one of fear yes, rather than uh, anything. Rather than, in, in the case of our country, I believe his, his strategy is, uh, let's make me a character caricature. Let's mm -hmm. pretend like I'm not. I don't exist. Let's do whatever it takes so that I can kind of sneak in the back door and do what I need to do. Uh, but over in, in some other places, it is full blown oppression and fear. Yeah, I was just thinking that because I was thinking of like the opposite point of view. I was like, imagine right now you're in Israel mm -hmm. during like the worst time it's probably been in about fifty years or so probably. since Yom Kippur. I was just like, imagine if God opened your eyes to see everything, and he saw all the angels that were surrounding Israel mm. and just having that holy and spiritual protection. Like, imagine how amazing that would be. And again, we're going to see those kind of things happening during the tribulation, especially when Satan, through the Antichrist, turns his attention toward Israel. At one point, uh, and the Bible describes it in symbolic terms as... Uh, uh, the the dragon who represents Satan trying to destroy the woman who is Israel with a great flood. But it says that God actually opens up the earth and it swallows the flood before it can do anything to the woman who is Israel. Mm -hmm. So God is going to somehow 
supernaturally protect his people and uh, do it in such a way that there will be no question about where it's coming from mm-hmm. um, and uh, how effective it is. Yeah, because over the past couple of years, I don't like this doesn't exactly seem supernatural exactly, but we have given about, I think they said about a billion dollars or so annually to Israel and able to afford and fund what they call the Iron Dome. Right. And I watched a video on it just today and I was like, just that mechanics. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And just like they're like Israel. I watched uh, the prime minister. He was just like, we can't give that to because they support Ukraine, obviously. But they're just like, we can't give that to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. We can't give any of those materials or weapons to Ukraine and fear that it gets to Russia and fear that that gets back to Iran, which will then be used against them. Sure. And it's just it's just amazing how like looking back and even looking at a couple of days ago, how they're looking like so many steps ahead. And I do believe like God's provided so much spiritual wisdom and wisdom with politics and math and everything to his people. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's amazing. And so like we're America right now is in a tough position, whether we step in and I know we've sent over a huge ship full of aircraft carriers, but Oh, if, couple weeks couple months this situation is still going on between these two conflicts what do you think as a country we should do uh i think first of all that we need to stop funding iran Mm -hmm. and we need to stop funding uh, these other organizations as we have in the past and i boy i tell you the the billions of dollars that we sent to iran in recent in recent years uh really didn't age well at all especially now that they are almost directly responsible for what's going on there. They're, they're the ones that are pulling the strings, as it were, uh, making sure that Hamas has what it needs, Hezbollah has what it needs. And uh, so because of that, definitely we need to shut off anything that we, we send to them, but rather, uh, not only that, uh, we need to shut off anything that we're sending to these other organizations as well. And really, really and truly, get out of Israel's way. Uh, a lot of the diplomacy that takes place uh, is actually more lo- along the lines of, now, uh, Israel, you guys need to kind of really, you know, hold back a little bit. You really need to, you know, exert some self-control. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, meanwhile, nothing is said to these other organizations that are bombing and, and whatnot. Uh, yeah. you know, yes, of course, they will uh, make the overall uh, plea to stop the, the fighting and whatnot, but in certain backdoor conversations that are taking place, Israel has kind of taken the brunt for mm-hmm. um, for these sort of things, and that really should not be the case. If if we stop our funding for, like, Iran or something, do you not think that that will put us also in, like, kind of a bad scenario? Because I know we support both uh, Israel and Iran, mm-hmm. and you just said that Iran is kind of, like, kind of helping with the attack on Israel. Right. What do you, how do you think that would affect us, like, if we just completely stop funding Iran and just take sides with Israel? Do you think that would start, like, another World War III or a World War III? Or? I, would say, I would say this. Israel is by far the strongest military force in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And I would say uh, from, a, from a political standpoint, from a, a diplomatic standpoint, no, I should say a military standpoint, excuse me, um, if they are our allies, we have little to worry about. Uh, in fact, 
before when I mentioned staying out of their way, I think that uh, Israel is more than capable of, of handling themselves. Uh, and they've actually shown, despite what gets portrayed in, in the mainstream press, they've more than shown on many occasions, occasions to do so in a humane fashion. Uh, again, are they perfect? No, of course not. But uh, when you compare them to what we see with these other organizations, uh, they are much more humane about what they do, but they are more than capable of shutting down anything that Iran has to offer. Mm-hmm. And we definitely need to get to the point where Iran does not have the capability of producing a nuclear weapon. Uh, and this has been going on for, for decades now that they've been trying to do that. And they've, they've made no... They've made no bones about the fact that they desire to make a weapon so that they can wipe Israel off the map. That's mm-hmm. that's their their goal. So I think that um, politically, it 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 is in our best interest to to back Israel and and not Iran. Uh, spiritually, definitely. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, because after all, um, we see Israel at the end. Mm-hmm. We don't see now. It's as hard as this sounds. We don't see Iran at the end. For that matter, I should point out that we don't really see America either in end times literature, and it could be for a num- number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that it's just because we are just not uh, part of the discussion. You know yes. that we're well, we're not one of the the main players in this. Uh, the other reason could be that we're no longer around. Which is terrifying. Which is terrifying, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it would go back to, it would you know, kind of come back to that, that point that you made. Who are we backing? And is the consequence of that backing good or bad? Mm-hmm. I think is the way to look at it. Yeah. Okay, so we have actually run out of time. Sure, okay. And so before I get into our and I just want to say we'll always be praying for Israel yep. and we're praying for peace and the change of hearts and everyone in Iran at this home group. And we are praying for, we are, that's a, that's safety. an important point because you know, these people, these people need Jesus and Amen. it's important <laughs> for us. It's important for us to, to pray for Hamas. Uh, there are right now, there are so many people in, in Islamic culture believe it or not, that are giving their lives to Jesus on a daily basis because mm-hmm. Jesus is showing himself through uh, the amazing way that his people are at work over there, the missionaries that are currently at work in Israel, the missionaries that are work, at work in Iran even, mm-hmm. and the Middle East in general. And we need to pray that God continues to use them in a mighty way, that the hearts of Hamas will be changed, the hearts of Hezbollah will be changed, mm-hmm. and let God do his work. Amen. But I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today, Absolutely. Mr. Risley. And everyone, make sure to follow him on Instagram at Corey Risley. <laughs> <laughs> we always oh, do man. that. And thank you guys for listening. Or you can watch my chemistry videos on YouTube. How yes, about that? watch you his know. chemistry videos. Yeah. Y'all will learn a lot. You need to lot. sleep a little bit. They are can... so entertaining. The skeleton is my favorite. Yeah. You'll find out about him next year. But this is WMCA signing out. And I am what I am by the grace of God. Thank you, guys.